You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. We are live. We are live. I know it's been a while. I, I know it's been a while, but you know, we, it's a lot of stuff that's, that's going on. It's a, it's a lot of stuff that's going on. So sometimes I can't do it all the time. I want to do it as much as possible. I'm just sliding this in right now, to be honest with you, because I don't really have a lot of time to do this. There's a lot of things going on right now. But I just had to talk about how Michael Jordan is a psychopath, okay? <laughs> um, there's something wrong with Michael Jordan, all right? If you didn't know something wrong with Michael Jordan, uh, you know now. After you watch the last dance, yeah, he's great, he's gold, and all of that stuff. But there's something wrong with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is a psychopath. That's, he's a little off, okay? It's something not quite right with that. But that's okay. Sometimes to be an elite at whatever you're being elite at, you got to be a little bit off. You got to be a bit of a psychopath. You know, you got to be a bit of a sociopath. The man is crazy, and he also might be a pathological liar. The man just makes up stuff. You know, see, here's the thing. Have you ever heard like a serial killer? They say, why'd you kill him? And he said, I heard voices in my head. I heard voices in my head. Somebody told me to do it. Well, it, with Michael Jordan, that's the same thing Michael Jordan says. I didn't, I, he didn't say it. I just heard it. <laughs> I heard voices in my head. So I had to go out and drop 50 on him. Like that, that's not normal. That's not normal activity. People come up to Mike and say, ha ha, Mike, I can guard you, Mike. Ha ha. And Mike like, this man wants me to kill him. <laughs> this man must be disrespecting me. This, this, this guy's crazy. You know, it, it, look, it's a straight bullying. They were scared of Mike. <laughs> they were actually scared. You don't think Scott Moran was scared of Mike? Every Look, go back and watch the last dance, right? Watch Scottie Pippen do a fake laugh every time Michael Jordan walks into the room. He don't think Mike's funny. He don't think Mike's funny at all. But he does this fake laugh every time Mike comes into the room. Every time Mike tells one of them bad old man jokes. Scotty Pippen like, <laughs> frightened of him. Mike, Mike did not care about Scotty Pippen at all. Scotty Pippen had a migraine. Mike was like, ah, Scotty. Scotty said his head hurt. Scotty broke his back. He's like, are you going to play or not? <laughs> you know, Scotty's selfish. Scotty not taking this. All of this stuff. My man Scotty said, my back is broken. I'm like, Scotty said it was like Bane had did Batman, right? He said, my back is broken. I can't do anything, right? <laughs> my back is hurt. I need help, right? And then Mike says, well, you okay? You gonna play or not? I don't care. You get your ass out here. Just stand around. They're like, they shooting up Mike. <laughs> they were shooting up Scotty with all type of drugs and stuff. Mike said, well, get your ass out on the court. I don't care about your damn back. I'm out here playing 48 minutes a game, shooting 90 shots. <laughs> Mike didn't care. Mike is a sociopath. That's why all these people that's talking about Mike now, they're like, yeah, we, we didn't particularly care for it all. We don't particularly care for it. I mean, we got the championships and whatnot. You know, yeah, we like, you know, playing against them, but we don't particularly care. But yeah, Mike is Mussolini. <laughs> Now, I can see why people would like it because sometimes it's not like that anymore. It's not like that anymore. Mike was friendly with these guys, but he was also a psychopath. 
I remember one part of the documentary, Scotty Pippen wanted to go practice and Mike just stopped him and said, no, we're going to play golf. Scotty didn't want to play no golf. This is why Scotty all messed up right now with Future and Larissa. <laughs> because I think Mike has mentally jacked up Scotty Pippen for the rest of his life. He ain't right. He ain't right. That's why his woman out there on private jets with Future. Mike has mentally damaged like a bunch of these people. <laughs> I think they're mentally damaged. If you listen to them, they sound a little mentally damaged. Reggie Miller, Patrick Ewan, Barkley, you know, Stockton, Malone. But Brian Russell was like, don't call me. Do not call me. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. These people have been mentally destroyed by Michael Jordan. A man that has yellow eyes right now. The man who sits there, smokes it, and drinks it, all of this stuff, and then goes out of kill. They're mentally scarred. <laughs> That you have like a decade and a half of people that broke him. It was like an interrogation. They were like terrorists, and he came in and was waterboarding them. Mike has messed all of these people up. If you listen to them, they don't sound right. They all don't, they don't sound like together. Scotty won't even do any interviews. Scotty, like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Scotty don't want, well, we know why Carl Malone don't want to talk about it, but we'll get to that in a second. But I, you see John Stockton? John Stockton is probably the nicest person in the world. He looked like he was ready to stab somebody. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't particularly care for Mike. Mike's sociopath, and he lies a lot. <laughs> he lied a lot in that documentary. That's probably, like, whatever, you ever had that friend that no matter what the story is, you know it's only about 50% true? Like, there's either something missing or... Like there's just something not right about it. That's Mike. Whatever Mike, whatever story Mike told is about 50% true. So if Mike said he got poisoned by a pizza. Probably what really happened was Mike was out gambling in the middle of the night and got a pizza, you know, and, and then got sick. Like it's something always off with Mike's story. The poor rookie that he said had a night, he had a good game against him. Stuff didn't even happen. He's like, ah. You know, they was snorting cocaine. They were, we got snitches over here and Horace Grant and all of this stuff. Mike don't play that. Mike is a, is a, a pathological liar and a sociopath. Now granted, that's what you got to do sometimes to win six championships. Sometimes you got to be crazy to win type, these type of championships. You got to be kind of out, out of control like that. But these people are psychologically scarred by Michael Jordan and I hope they get help. I hope they get help. I hope they go out and go talk to their psychiatrist. I don't think we're going to see Scott. Listen, Scottie Pippen was still talking when Future was flying around his wife on a private jet. But you get a documentary about Mike and you don't see Scottie Pippen for three months. Somebody needs to go check on Scottie Pippen. Please go check on Scott. Larissa has, has talked more about the last dance than Scottie Pippen. <laughs> that don't make no sense. Somebody go check on Scottie right now. Somebody go check on Scottie. I think Craig Hodges would shoot Michael Jordan right now if he saw him. He, he would shoot Michael Jordan right now if he saw him. You know what I'm saying? Th th these guys are psych. Scott Burrell is, you seen Get Out, right? <laughs> right? You seen Get Out with a brother from at the, at the Atlanta, ATL, when he's there, he said, hey, my brother. <laughs> and he seemed like he comatose. That's, that's Scott Burrell. Scott Burrell is out here smiling like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. It didn't bother me. It didn't bother. That man got psychological issues. That was wrong what he did to Scott Burrell. That man got a family. How can Scott Burrell's woman watch the last dance and then look at him? Think about that. Think about your woman, right? 
Think about if you were just anybody, right? You just anybody, and you you guys got got girlfriends, wives, whatever, right? Husbands or whatever, right? Just imagine you're sitting there and you're with your lady, right? And you and your lady is watching a documentary where a dude is calling you a bitch and a hoe and saying he's gonna beat your ass and all of this stuff, and you just sitting there like this. Hey, how you doing? Okay, Mike. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay, Mike. Mike, you're so funny. Ah, uh, you're so funny, Mike. Uh, Mike, I'm going to come out with you to California, Mike. I'm going to come out with you to Mike. And he said, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> yeah, her name's Larissa to me. <laughs> okay, that's that's what her name is, Larissa. You got to sit there with your wife and like, why you let Mike call you a bitch in the hole and saying he's going to beat your ass and you're not doing anything? Why didn't you hit Mike over the head with a chair? I, I don't understand it. Like, he seems like a nice enough guy. He does got a white woman, so maybe it don't matter. But I'm just saying, I don't know. Look, I like Mike. You know, but I, I can't just have nobody calling me a bitch in the hole all the time. <laughs> like, without at least some, at least Steve Kerr. He didn't call Steve Kerr a bitch in the hole after Kerr punched him in the chest. <laughs> it's Steve Kerr. Like, I'll beat your ass. I don't care if I'm five, I'm 6'2". Well, Steve Kerr, he liked his job too. But Steve Kerr was like, I'm not, I'm not, I ain't no punk. Like, granted, he got punched straight up in the eye. But I always say that I would rather get punched up Punch straight up in my eye being a man than letting somebody just talk down to me like I'm some punk. I got respect for Steve Kerr. If I'm gonna, if we gonna, we gonna fight, we gonna fight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I might lose the fight, but I'm gonna, you gonna respect the fact that I'm not just gonna take your shit. <laughs> and that's why, that's why he, he see he didn't pass the ball to, to Scott Burrell at the end of the game. <laughs> pass the ball to Steve Kerr. Because <laughs> Steve Kerr punched his ass in the chest. You know what I'm saying? Well, he knew Robin would whoop his ass. You know what I'm saying? You bully, like, like you said, bully knows who to bully. If you don't, that this goes back to elementary school, right? If if you let the bully bully you, that's gonna happen. If you stand up to the bully nine times, even if you get your ass kicked by the bully, it, you will still have a measure of respect, and the bully would just move on. You know what I'm saying? It, look, he probably wasn't messing with. He didn't mess with Bill Cartwright. After Bill Cartwright said he's gonna break his legs, you gotta stand up to the bully. But Mike knew who to take care of, right? So you know, so so so, Carl Malone didn't want to do the, do the documentary, and a lot of people say, well, he didn't want to do the documentary because he was hurt that he was lost. No, he didn't want to do the documentary because he's a horrible person, right? Just go look it up. You know, got a girl pregnant at thirteen, which is horrible in its own right. He was in college. It's terrible enough to be R. Kelly, right? Basically, and he was he wasn't just R. Listen, if you're sleeping with a thirteen-year-old. That's not the only 13-year-old or 14-year-old you slept with. There's no such thing as a one-time pedophile. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody is like robs a bank once. Have you ever heard of a one-time bank robber? You've never, ever, ever, ever heard a one-time bank robber. You know why? Because when people do certain things once, they do it again. So this wasn't the only time. He just happened to get this one pregnant. But on top of that, he just didn't get her pregnant he got her pregnant, and then, and then, he decided to not want to pay child support and all of this stuff. Now I respect his son. His son has reached out to me and said, "Hey, me and my dad are cool now. Don't talk about him, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. I get that. I do respect his son. His son seems like an outstanding young man, and I, I feel like he obviously was the bigger man that you know was able to. Uh, forgive his father and they're cool and all of that stuff. 
It's, it's the one that actually, that's not that he did. Cheryl Ford, he didn't claim for a long time either. I think it's Demetrius. So, you know, I, I think, you know, for, for a long time, you know, they're good now. But that doesn't change the fact. Now, he's also, on top of being a pedophile and a horrible person, he's MAGA. So he's like big Donald Trump supporter. You know, he doesn't really like black people. You know, he never really, you know, well, I, what Bomani Jones said, Bomani Jones said that, that, that Karl Malone was the inventor of skinny jeans because nobody had tighter jeans than Karl Malone in the 90s. That wasn't a thing in the 90s. We were still in our baggy jeans state. So that's why he didn't want to do the, that's why, yeah, loot. Yeah, he lives in, I don't know if he's still using Utah, but he lives in some backwoods place where they kill black people for jogging and rapping or whatever they want to kill us for on this particular day. And actually, I've started, like, because of the Rona, like, because of the Rona, you know, you get a little, you get a little husky. So I, I've been, I've been doing some walking and everything, and, but I'm nervous. I stay on the busy street. I need to see cars coming. I need witnesses. Like, I actually live in a complex, right? Uh, like a house, like a, where they build houses. Like, so it's like a little housing community. So before I was actually walking around the house, because it's pretty big. I was walking around the house. Not, not anymore. I'm on the street. <laughs> you're going to get me. You're going to have to have some people driving by while you shoot. <laughs> not going to get me in the housing complex. I was like, do you stay here? Yeah, I stay right up the block. My house is bigger than yours. <laughs> Relax. So that's why I called Malone didn't want to be in the documentary because he's a terrible person. And he knew, like, like all the rest of it, like the stuff about Steve Kerr's father and all the backs. What happens is when you have a documentary from like the 90s, all of the backstory that maybe people didn't know comes out. So if you start in with, because you know how they did the backstory of Reggie Miller and Steve Kerr and Charles Barkley, they do all this backstory. When the backstory about Malone would have came out, wouldn't been too pretty, now would it? It would not have been too pretty. Uh, so this is all helpful for LeBron. You say, well, how, how is it helpful for LeBron? You say, how is it helpful for LeBron, Rob? How is it helpful? Well, it's really helpful for the media. Like you see all of these things about, you see all these things about LeBron and Jordan, LeBron and Jordan, LeBron and Jordan, right? They don't care about LeBron and Jordan. All they care about is that it's good ratings, right? People like to argue and people want to talk about it. They don't care. That's why you've seen a hundred different polls about LeBron and Jordan, LeBron and Jordan, you know, even though my guy, you know, I like Shannon Sharp, right? I, I do. I do like Shannon Sharp, but man, that's a little weird, right? <laughs> it's a weird. He got that shrine to LeBron back there. That That's, that's a little strange. Like, I feel like it's not just LeBron. It, it could be any. It could be any sport, right? Any sport has like these weird fans that are like kind of over the top. Like it's, you know, I get it. It's like a little, it's just odd. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, that you know, that's that's your boy Kendrick A. Perkins out there just dropping crazy stuff. But the re here's the reason that it helps LeBron, which is what the question was. The reason it helps LeBron is, is he's the only one that's coming up in the conversation. You understand what I'm saying? Like, just if you're coming up in the conversation with Jordan, that already puts you on some sort of, you know, higher level than everybody else. You know what I'm saying? I, I do find it odd, though, that they, the way they argue about it, I don't know if it's, like, I don't know if they really feel the way that they feel that they're just doing it for good TV. I, mean, I don't know if they're doing it for good TV, but it's like odd when they have shrines 
to LeBron or Drip Bayless is 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 posing like an IG model with his Jordans. It's a little odd. It's just a little strange to me, to be honest with you. It's a bit strange, you know. But that that's what that's what they do. Yeah, I mean, I, the the thing, Nick, is that about list in general, right? Oh, I love you too, baby. How you doing? <laughs> Are you feeling okay? Wife just came into the to the live stream. Are you doing all right? Don't leave now. Hold on. Oh, I miss you too. We're, we're going to be, what do you want for lunch? You want me to, what do you want me to go get you for lunch? Look, when your wife comes in to chat, stuff has to stop. You guys want a happy marriage, this is how it got to be. I'm trying to help you out. Yeah, that she's the boss. That's definitely true. Hey, well, when you when your wife comes in, you have to, you know, noble, 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 noble. You have to, you know, you have to see what she wants. <laughs> Baby, do you want some food? What what is what what would you like? You have to let me know, you know, what you, what you want me to get. She doesn't really eat wings and stuff like that. She's a tiny little thing. You you've seen you guys seen my wife before. She's like a very very small individual. She's like super tiny. She doesn't eat wings and stuff like that. She's a skinny little thing. Okay, text me about text me about lunch. Okay, I'll be there probably like around one o'clock if you tell me what you want. Around one o'clock. Now back to 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 the LeBron thing. Oh no, back to the list thing. Lists are just things that people put out there just to get people talking. Like Kendrick A. Perkins, for example, doesn't believe any of that stuff that he's putting out there. He wants to be on first take. So he says wild stuff because he wants to be on first take. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this to I feel bad if there's young people that are in this uh, chat and they want to be journalists. I, I got I to gotta break it to you, man. Being talented at journalism is, is, is not going to get you ahead these days. I, I hate to break it to you. I feel bad about it. I really do. I mean, you would think that your talent, you know, uh, you know, your talent is what would, would get you ahead, but it, it's not. It's really just about who you know and how crazy that you can talk. You know what I'm saying? It's like how crazy you can talk and and how much, you know, how viral you can go. I mean, that's a reason that, you know, credit card scammers like Doug Godley have jobs. <laughs> You know, there's reasons Will Kane and says it's right. It's the same reason Trump got in office. I feel bad about it, though. I do because there's so many talented people out there that are just that talented, right? But, you know, you got credit card scammers. You got racists getting opportunities. It's sad, really. Jur Look, I, I was trained classically <laughs> in journalism at The Ohio State University, right? The way you support quote-unquote supposed to do journalism. Now, granted, I always kind of did it my own way. So I don't like to knock it all the way because it's not like I have, you know, followed the the, the, the regular path to, to, to in journalism. I get that, right? But man, it's just like you, ideally, you if the, the wildest things that you say, yeah, Carl Malone is MAGA. The wildest things that you say is what gets you on. And right now, you have a better shot 
if you just was a popular person on Twitter or YouTube or 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 Instagram and, and all of that stuff, then if you had like a college degree and can write like, you know, really in-depth stories and everything, look, they getting ready to shut down SI. A lot of your, your famous newspapers and all of that stuff, that, that magazines that you use, it's getting ready to go by the wayside. It's not the same. So I just try to keep it real with you. Like, I'm not saying don't go to college. I think college is a great experience because you learn about yourself and other people and cultures and stuff like that. But the actual learning part, that's not great. You know, <laughs> I mean, that, that part is really not helpful. I mean, what would be helpful is that if you go to a college, you make the right connections with the right people. You know, you intern and you, you become friends with the directors and all of this stuff, the hiring people, stuff like that, then you'll be okay. You see what I'm saying? You'll be okay. But I'm just telling you that right now, you know, you, you know what I, I always suggest, people ask me to say, hey, Rob, how do you do? I wouldn't even like, I don't even think you have to start a blog these days. No, no, not at all. If I was a new person, if I just popped up and I could tell my old, like my, wait a minute, my, my old self could tell my young self, like what to do right now in 2020, I, I start like a YouTube channel <laughs> because YouTube channel, you can monetize first off. That's the most important thing, right? But that's where people really go get their news. It, it's social media. So if you start a good Instagram, a good YouTube channel and a good Twitter and a good Facebook, Facebook is still important. You start like the right social media channels and then you input that into a, a website, you know, where your, your topics and everything are at and you, you become good with like videos and things like that. Somebody will find you. I mean, hell, TikTok, they'll find you. If you can go figure out a way to go viral and you can figure out a way. Now, the problem is the market is flooded. That's the, the other problem. The market is flooded. <laughs> there are so many people trying to do it now because you don't need to be classically trained, you're fighting against a lot. Like when I started, there literally were probably, I don't know, 15 like internet, like sports blogs, like independent ones. So it wasn't a lot of competition, you know, back then. Then it exploded and then everybody had one. You know, podcasts, there's a thousand podcasts and everything. So it's hard. But, you know, if you really would have, you really have to work on it. You have all, like, I didn't, all the technology that we have, and I got, you know, they, they, they sent me the microphone from TMZ and all of this other the lights and the, the iPhones and the iMacs that my wife got me and all of this stuff. I didn't have none of that. I had a big-ass Dell desktop and an AOL dial-up disc. That's what I had to start with. Big ass, I mean, I'm talking about a big-ass Dell desktop. Thing was about 500, like, pounds. And I had a bunch of AOL dial-up discs that I got from, from uh, uh, Blockbuster. And I was using Yahoo GeoCities. That's how I started. <laughs> now you got to just hit a button. and I can hit a button and, and do, a, do one of these and six, seven, ten thousand 10,000 people can see me in a day. That's insane if you really think about it. That's crazy. Like Barry, you know, I'm not big on the, those type of accounts, but, you know. The guys from, you know, like uh, like PFT commenter. I mean, he literally got a job from being a commenter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it can happen, but not from your traditional ways. And I, I like being a PFT commenter, and I don't have I don't really have a problem with Barry. Just it's just that's their thing. You have to find something 
that works for you. And it's not the same. <laughs> it's not it's not the same as it used to be, right? But that's just where we're at. That's what people want. You know. Yeah, that's 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 what people want. Like I'm old now. You know, I'm not I'm not young. So I can kind of pass down the wisdom. But I used to be young, right? And I used to be young, and when I used to be young and I used to be in these media scrums and all of this stuff, I used to see things and I'll be like, you know something? You know how the NFL just did the uh no, I'm in LA. Uh you know the the, the how the NFL is trying to do the Rooney rule and stuff? You guys should go to like go to a baseball media room. It's a hundred people in there. It's like two black people. You go to, I told you I went to the Big Ten Championship one time, the football Big Ten Championship. It was one black person in there, and that person was me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's it's it this is country, this is societal. This is society wide. It's not just the NFL. It's society. We don't get the type of opportunities. Uh yeah, I'll be honest with you, uh Rockstar Blaze. If you are controversial and you can get people, you can get people agitated, you can get people engaged, that is more important than giving a reasonable, you know, take. You know what I'm saying? If I sat there and I did a tweet, right, about, and if I said, hey, you know something, I think, you know, Jordan is better than LeBron because X, Y, and Z, and it was really nice and, and all of this stuff and blah, blah, blah. It'd get, you know, five retweets. If I was to tweet, hey, guess what? Draymond Green would lock down Michael Jordan. <laughs> I get 10,000 retweets. <laughs> no problem. And here's the thing, it don't matter. It don't matter that if I believe it or not. It doesn't matter if I believe it or not. People that say, why do you put up the old pictures of Chloe instead of her new pictures? Well, you know why? Because when I put up the old pictures of Chloe, like 30 more people retweet and say, hey, why are you putting up them old pictures? Those 30 people shows that that 30 people get shown to 300 more people because of their followers. Then those 300 people get shown to 3,000 people. And then you see what I'm saying with this, <laughs> right? Everything is reaction based. It's what is going to get you to react to what I am trying to put out there. If you can get people to react, then you're going to be better off. Here's the thing about TV. That's a good point, Steve. The thing about TV is that we get blinded by the fact that we think that ESPN, for example, is like the only TV out there. So if you see ESPN, you see black people on ESPN all the time. But two things. First thing is the majority of those black people are black athletes. Think about that for a second. Now, black journalist is black athletes, right? When you think about the first 10 black people that you think at ESPN, right? You think Stephen A. Smith first, right? Now, name the next 10 that you think about. Who? Ryan Clark? Kendrick Perkins? Uh, who else? Damian Woody? Uh, Jalen Rose? <laughs> I haven't got, like, maybe Josina Anderson. Okay, she's black. All right, we, we got two. Who Who else? Yeah, Will Bond, Jay Harris, right? Spears, there you go. But the point is, is that half of it, if not more, is athletes. Now, the second part of that point is this, right? Here's the second part of that point. ESPN is a big national network, right? Who do you think is running the, the network in Des Moines, Iowa, <laughs> right? Out of all the, the news networks in Des Moines, Iowa, 
How many black people do you think are on television in Des Moines, Iowa, in Green Bay, Wisconsin, right? How many reporters do you think they got? How many black reporters do you think they got in, 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 in bumfuck Missouri? You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. So it's, you, you see ESPN, he's like, hey, I see diversity. You know, I, you know, you look at FS1, you say, oh, I see diversity, right? Because that's the, that's the big picture. The small pictures, there's thousands of jobs out there. There are thousands of jobs out there. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a population thing. That's seriously thing. There's minority people everywhere. Don't let people fool you. <laughs> have you ever went to a, have you ever seen uh Bud Crawford fight in um Omaha, Nebraska? Right? You would think it's Nebraska. There's no there's no black people in Nebraska. Go go watch an old Bud Crawford fight in Omaha, Nebraska. There's people there. <laughs> there, there. There's people there. No matter what the city is, there's some there's some some minorities there. You just made the reason you don't think so is because you watch those games, right? Because the way they price all of the arenas and all of that stuff, all you see is white faces in the stands. You see black people playing, white faces in the stands, right? But there's as many black NBA fans than there is white NBA fans. But if you go to a Utah Jazz game, <laughs> what are you going to see? You know what I'm saying? You look at a football game, like what are you going to see? It's because they price out like the average fan. Radio, it's all, it's all the same. It's all the same. It's a really sad thing, honestly, to be, be perfectly honest with you. So it's, really, it's, really, it's really a sad thing. Are you trying to get hot? What are you trying to do with the Raiders? What are you trying to do with the Raiders? And I, I help you get hired. If you tell me what you're trying to do with the Raiders, I help you get hired, and then I gotta go get my wife some lunch. <laughs> tell me, tell me what you're trying to do with the Raiders. I tell you exactly what you need to do. Cause I'm getting hungry too. Well, it's, my job is to make sure that I give other people opportunities, and then I let people know exactly what's going on, and hold like the 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 networks and stuff accountable. You you you. You hold the networks accountable. Um, you can't let them slide with certain things. Certain things is just like you gotta throw your hands up. Like I can't, I can't make you know them get uh, get rid of uh, you know whatever you know. Will I mean not Will Bond, uh, Whitlock or anything. I can't make them. I can only talk about Brown and Windhorse. Uh, I mean Win. I mean Brown is 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 Windhorse is and Brown go way back. Uh, I'm a little surprised that LeBron just didn't text him. I, the thing about the NFL diversity rule is like any rule. Here's the thing. The cops have rules, right? The cops have rules. The cops are supposed to do certain things a certain way for all people, no matter what race you are, right? But we know that the cops don't do the rules the same, correct? <laughs> That's what I think about the NFL diversity issue. It's a rule that if you were to apply it in the proper way, would probably work. But if the people that are supposed to apply the rule don't care, then it's just, it's just, it's just PR. It's just PR. You really think Jerry Jones, you know what I'm saying? You, you think Jerry Jones is going to care about the Rooney rule, right? You think, you think some of these guys are going to care about the rule? You think somebody's going to tell Bob Kraft, you know, who gets, you know, head from the, the Asian spa. Think somebody's going to tell Bob Kraft what to do with his team. Come on now. Let's be honest. They're just not going to do it. 
it's the whole it's the whole Black Lives Matter, all lives matter thing. If if Black lives tr- truly matter, then all lives would matter. It's the fact that Black lives don't matter is the reason you can't have all lives matter. Like in the blue lives matter. Like that makes no sense. It's like oh, blue lives matter. Yeah, we know we do because if I go shoot a cop, I'll probably be in jail a day. But if if a cop shoots me, he's going on vacation. That's not equality. <laughs> But if you want to go uh, get a job with the uh, with the Raiders, you got to find out who's the hiring person. Find out who the PR person is um, and see what help they need and, and see what's going on. You got you to reach out. You got to be willing to basically do anything. All right. I got to find out what, what my wife wants for, for, for lunch. Ah, man, I don't have my red cup today. I, I do got some feature. <clears throat> I do got some feature. I mean, I think Jay-Z wants to help black people. And once again, it's the type of thing where you have to infiltrate, you know, the enemy. You know what I'm saying? You have to infiltrate the enemy to make any type of change. But, you know, the enemy is strong within the NFL. I get what he's trying to do, but it's just difficult. But you have to get on the inside. You can't just... Here's the thing. A lot of people like to tweet. A lot of people like to talk. A lot of people like to judge. But nobody actually likes to go on the inside and do the work. You got you to infiltrate the enemy before you can do anything. You can sit back and, like, you know, government and politicians can sit back from their desk and talk about fighting terrorism and all of this stuff all the time. But until somebody... Somebody has to go in, a Navy SEAL, somebody got to go in and actually do some work. So I think, you know, I, I, I'm confident in thinking that Jay-Z wants to help black people. Now, is he going to get blocked and all of this other stuff? Then, yeah. It's not necessarily, I mean, look, it's, it's, listen, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky type of thing, right? You can't just be out of control, right? Like, you don't see me out here just, like, cursing at people and burning bridges and stuff like that because at a certain point you gotta to be to to make change you gotta be on the inside right you gotta be on the inside you gotta you don't have to befriend some people you're gonna have to do some things that maybe you don't want to do but you gotta get the whole point is to get on the inside so you can make change (laughs) you have to you have to make change so you have to be strategic in what you're doing and what you're saying and everything um, it, I don't think, I hear what you're saying. I don't think that the NFL needed Jay-Z. The, I think the idea is that if the NFL does anything, we think that it's fraudulent because we can't trust them because they're not trustworthy, all right? So it's the same way that, um, let me give you a better example so you understand what I'm saying. Shaq took over Papa John's, Right? The reason Shaq, they let they wanted Shaq to take over Papa John's is because they had such a bad reputation about the guy saying, calling people niggas and all of this stuff, right? That they had such a bad reputation that they needed someone that had a, a great reputation, someone that had a, a good, you know, business sense. So they brought in Shaq, right? They brought in Shaq and all of a sudden their numbers went up. You know what I'm saying? So... Nobody really gets on Shaq about working with Papa John because they feel like, well, if Shaq's on the inside, he, he's actually going to try to make things better. 
Now, I don't know if he is or not trying to make any things better, but people give a little more credence to the fact that Shaq is there, so maybe some change will happen. <laughs> well, the thing about why you should care about what the NFL does is because these are very powerful positions. You know, the NFL has a lot of control uh, over what is going on. So it's, it's disheartening to watch a virtual draft and you basically see one black man on the entire seven-hour show. Shouldn't be like that. And I'm, I'm all for the most qualified person. Nah, you're wrong about that, Quincy. Like, we got to be realistic, okay? <laughs> we got to be realistic. The, the NFL is a, is a huge corporate entity. That's like saying Facebook doesn't control anything <laughs> or saying Google doesn't control anything or saying Trump doesn't do anything because, you know, he's, you know, like, even if we don't like it, <laughs> even if we don't like it, that doesn't make it not true. Like, we don't like that Trump's the president, but he's the president. <laughs> so hey, there, there's, you know, there's issues there, but you can't deny it. That's the problem. He started just thinking that type. No, no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the NFL may be more powerful in some regards. You got to understand the NFL. You got to understand who the NFL. Watch what happens. Let's just watch what's happened when the NFL season comes up. And with the states and how they California for a long time said, listen, we too big. We can't open the day that some of the NFL teams said, you know, something we're going to take our business maybe to a different state. The governor came out and said, oh, maybe we can open up in June. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the NFL is not like, you know, like like Subway. It's, it's different. It's different. You know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a different thing. I think ideally what you would want is when the next, when the next team becomes available that they hire someone, a minority, but that probably, here's the problem. And here's the problem with that. Even if you hire, even if you get a minority owner, that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be on your side. Look at Jason Whitlock. Just because you bring him in, that doesn't mean he's going to be on his side. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's going to be on his side. So that's the who do you bring in, basically. <laughs> that's that's really the big issue. Whatever the case, though. Yeah, Amazon, all, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's from the top down. You see what I'm saying? Until we clean out the top, right? Until we clean out the top, the bottom is always going to suffer. That's just life. Literally, the, we really, honestly, and it probably won't happen in our lifetime, but it's probably going to happen at some point. At some point, people are going to get fed up. And the, the cops and the government... And all of this stuff is going to just, that's going to be a problem, right? Like this can't go on inf infinitely. At some point, people are going to realize that there's a problem. And they're going to, they're going to, you know, 
they're gonna they're gonna wipe all of this stuff stuff out. And it's gonna start all brand new. I hope I'm around. It's gonna be a revolution. It's gonna be a revolution. Like this stuff that's happening, you know. I told you what you had to do. You had to go. You gotta go find who the hiring person is and show them the work that you've done. So don't don't be shocked when everything, you know, if you when you're 80 years old and we're on some civil war type of stuff, don't be shocked. I'm not saying it's gonna happen tomorrow. I'm just saying that that's the route we're going. Cause it's too top heavy and the bottom eventually will rise up. It's a little too top heavy. All right, I'm out of here. Uh, Dana White is a mini Trump, so of course. I mean, I don't have a problem with the UFC doing the cards. I just think Dana White is really um, arrogant about it, and he doesn't care about the hell. They could die. look. They did like four cards, and like half, like it was people. Their eyes were falling out. Their teeth was falling out. You know what I'm saying? Like they only getting paid like twenty thousand a, a fight, thirty thousand a fight. And their teeth are falling out. They got concussions. And all of this stuff, Dana don't care. He's getting 85% of the profits. He don't care about if they kill themselves in the ring. Just as long as people understand that, then, they, you know, then there you go. All right, I'm out. I try to do them more often. It's just, it's just hard. I got a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on. But I try to do them more often. You guys be safe. Uh, wear your mask because white people are acting crazy out here. And I don't want you guys to get sick. For the best in sports and sports entertainment, check out BlackSportsOnline.com and you can catch me, Robert Natal, Monday through Friday on TMZ Sports on FS1. Follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook Black Sports Online, Instagram, and YouTube BSOTV. I'm out.